This sermon is titled How to Receive What God Has Provided Part 4 Be enriched as you listen Today is uh, the last Sunday of the month and uh, as we normally would it's our supernatural Sunday uh, it's us uh, it's a Sunday that we usually keep just to share uh, a, a simple word of encouragement and then we pray together and we believe Uh, believing God to heal, to deliver, to work miracles in the lives of His people. Uh, so that's what we normally do on the last Sundays, because you know we want to uh, keep our faith alive and our expectation alive. Uh, Christianity, our faith in God, is really a supernatural thing. It's not a dry, boring, intellectual uh, thing that we just you know just talk a lot about. No. our faith in god is uh, is something that always opens up opens up our lives to the supernatural to the to the works of god the bible from genesis to revelation has miracles and the god of the bible is still the god of today he hasn't ceased working miracles he hasn't stopped and uh, you know if you take out all the miracles in the bible then we are left with hardly uh, you know not too much and it's it's a dry and a lifeless religion then but god is alive he's at work he heals people he delivers he works miracles he answers prayers uh, he moves in the lives of people he creates ways where there seem to be no ways he opens doors and so we want to keep that faith alive and we keep want to keep that experience alive and uh, that's why we we intentionally do these supernatural sundays uh, the last sunday of every month and the church was birthed in the supernatural and it is a supernatural uh, uh, body of believers believers who are empowered by the holy spirit and who have been commissioned to go heal the sick and cast out devils and and and, and do the works that Jesus would do if he were here they've been authorized in the name of Jesus to go do that so that's something we want to maintain in uh, our life and journey as a church. So what we're going to do today is we're going to spend a few moments in the word of God. I want to finish up the sermon series that we've been doing. Uh we originally planned it to be just three Sundays uh, the sermon series but uh we just took our time and so we're going to finish it up today the fourth Sunday uh, on the same sermon our theme some uh sermon series and um, along with that we're just going to move into a time just to pray together and believe God for healings and miracles and and deliverances and i believe that when we pray from here and you join your heart wherever you are god will respond now we've been talking on on this subject how to receive what god has provided god has already made every blessing available to us it's left for us to receive and uh, the key is we receive by faith but how do we walk that faith out how do we live that journey of faith in order to receive what god has provided and so we've been looking at romans chapter 4 verses 17 through 21 uh, as an outline uh, and we've been looking at the steps of the faith of abraham uh, we've covered five of the steps uh, we've outlined these Uh, so that we can understand what is involved in exercising faith in God in order to receive 
what he has promised. And I'm not saying, you know, uh, we, 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 we go step one, step two, step three. That's, that's not the point. The point is, this is what is involved in journeying with God to receiving what he has promised. But we put it as step one, step two, step three. But you understand it's not like, you know, this comes in a particular sequence. It's not about a, a sequence of things that we do, but it's a life that we live, and it involves these things. So let's review the five steps that we outlined. We're going to cover two more in the steps of the faith of Abraham, in, in the steps that are involved in receiving what God has provided. So to quickly uh, review, the uh, number one, Abr uh, number one is this, to believe God. Believe God. That's Romans chapter 4, verse 17. He believed God. So we believe God. And uh, what we have emphasized in, very, in the first part of this sermon series is that believing is something that settles the matter in our hearts. So between God and us, we say, it's done. Because God has already provided. Now, in my believing, I say it is done. It's like, you know, in, in 1 John chapter 5, uh, when John is writing verses 14 and 15, when he talks about us praying, he says, you know, he says, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. That means in our praying, we, we, we know that we have. We believe that we have. It's done. We know that we have the petitions. So I present my petition. It's according to his will and it's based on what he's promised. So obviously it's, it's his will. And when I do that, I know I have. It's settled. And that's the kind of believing we're talking about. He believed God. Secondly, he believed God even when it was hopeless. We believe God even if it's hopeless. Against all hope, in hope we believe. Number three, we do not let circumstances dictate our faith. Our faith is in God and in his word. Circumstances obviously may be very difficult, very contrary, um, may be impossible. But our faith is in God and in his word. Number four, we refuse to waver through unbelief. Unbelief will come knocking. We are living in a natural world. Our mind will question. Our mind may not be able to fathom or understand or grasp things. So unbelief will come knocking. But we do not waver at the promise of God. We don't let the doubt get the upper hand. Faith always, always supersedes. So we do not waver at the promise of God. And number, uh, and number five, which we spoke of last week, we become stronger in faith by giving glory to God, or by praising and thanking God. So we praise Him and we thank Him in advance. We say, God, thank you. Because as far as our spirit is concerned, it's done. It's settled already. We can thank him for it. We have received by faith. And so we thank him. That's our position. Uh, in the natural, it will come. But we have already received by faith. And so we thank him. And that thanking God and praising God actually strengthens our faith because it is an expression of faith. It is an act of faith. And we are strengthened in faith as we give glory to God, as we give thanks and praise to God. Today, I want us to uncover the last two, two more steps in Abraham's journey of faith. And then we are going to practice these seven steps of faith. 
Again, remember, I'm not saying these are in a certain sequence. We've just outlined it as we have seen it in the text. But it's all about us journeying like this, believing God to receive what he has already provided. So it may not necessarily happen always in the set sequence. It's about a life journey. It's about journeying in faith to receive what God has provided. And this applies to whatever you need to receive, whether it's a financial, you know, finances, whether it's healing in our bodies, uh, something in our minds, overcoming fear, overcoming sin, breaking free from bondages, uh, seeing uh, uh, the transformation in, in the lives of your loved ones, uh, seeing circumstances change, seeing impossibilities happen, fulfilling a life assignment, whatever it is, you know, we all journey in the same steps of faith to see the things of God happen in our lives. Number six, what do we see? The sixth step of faith, or the sixth element of faith, or aspect of faith, that Abraham journeyed in as he received what God had already uh, provided for him. Verse 21, Romans chapter 4, verse 21. It says here, and I'm just jumping to the last verse, Romans 4 and verse 21. And being fully convinced that what he, God had promised, he was also able to perform. So Abraham came into this place of being fully convinced, or I would put it like this, he stayed in this place of being fully convinced. So we know in Abraham's journey, it didn't happen automatically, it didn't happen right at the very start, he had doubts, he questioned, he made mistakes along the way, but at some point in this journey, he came to this place where he was fully convinced that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. He was completely convinced. God has promised, God will do it. God said it, God will do it. No more questions. He came to this place of being fully convinced. And so that's part of the journey we make. That we come to this place where we stay fully convinced that God, what God has promised, he will also perform. Now, in order to do that, we must stay single-minded. Stay single-minded. I'm going back and I'm referencing James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. We saw this earlier uh, uh, last week. We sing it again. James 1, 5 through 8. James writes, he says, you know, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and will be given him. So he's talking about if you lack wisdom, you ask God. God is a source. He's, he's, he's already made available to you. You ask him. And God will give to everyone liberally without uh, reproach or without scolding or he's not going to tell you why are you asking me. No, he's not going to re uh, you know, re reproach. And it will be given to him. But he says, verse 6, let him ask in faith, no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and toss. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So, contrast being fully convinced, fully persuaded, versus being double-minded. So, if we are double-minded, 
James tells us here, we won't receive anything from the Lord. And he says, we're going to be unstable in all our ways. We're going to sometimes on, sometimes off. Sometimes I believe, sometimes I don't believe. Sometimes God, I think God will do it. Sometimes I think he's not going to do it. No, that's not the place we're going to be. Because he says, a person in such a place will not receive anything from God. But instead, we are to be like Abraham. We are to be in this place of being fully convinced or being fully persuaded that what God, had prom what God has promised, he will also perform. So you, must, you and I must stay single-minded on the promise of God. God has said it. I am staying single-minded on what he has spoken to me. I'm not taking anything else. I'm not looking for anything else but the promise of God for my life. I'm believing God for that, and I'm staying settled with that, being fully persuaded, fully convinced that what God promised, he will also perform. Now, the challenge is to stay fully convinced through time. So I'm going to cross-reference a few verses concerning Abraham, and this is from Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. But the writer of Hebrews says that we must not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and endurance or patience inherit the promises. So, of course, he's talking about Abraham because the very next verse in th verse 13 of Hebrews 6, he starts talking about Abraham. So he's pointing to Abraham and he says, you know, don't be sluggish, meaning don't be a lethargic in your faith, so to speak, or lazy in your faith, in your believing. Don't be sluggish. But follow the example of Abraham, he says. Why? Abraham, through faith and patience, inherited the promise. So there was this aspect of faith. He was fully persuaded, fully convinced. But there was patience involved. That means there was an enduring aspect to it. That means he stayed with it through time. You know, it wasn't like he was fully persuaded yesterday and today, sorry, it's all gone. No, he was fully persuaded and he stayed with it through time and he inherited the promise. So sometimes some of the things we are believing to receive from God and saying, God, this is your provision. And I want to see it happen. It may not happen, may not happen instantly. It may not happen as quickly as we want. But through faith and patience, we inherit the promise. We receive what God has already provisioned for our lives. So take, for example, if you are believing for a family member. You know, you're believing God for a family member to be saved, to come to Jesus Christ. And so you believe God and, say, and you pray over that person. You pray for that person. Say, God, I believe that you will touch this member of my family. Uh, let, let the Holy Spirit convict him of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Lord, let the Holy Spirit bring truth into his life. God, I pray you will grant repentance to him so that he will come to the acknowledgement of the truth. God, I pray that you will cause his eyes to be opened, that the light, glorious, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ will shine into his life. So you're using scripture, you're praying for that person. Number of course, that person's will is involved. That we can't dictate that person's will. We cannot, faith does not dictate another person's will. 
right? So whether you're praying for a loved one or so on and so forth. Remember, you, you cannot control that person's will. That person has to make the choice. But through faith and your love and your prayer, what are you going to do? You are making it conducive for that person to say yes to the will of God. The will of God is for that person to be saved. You are praying and believing God for that person's salvation. But through your prayer, you cannot control the person's will. That's, that would be witchcraft. That would be manipulation. You cannot do that. But through your praying, you are making it conducive for that person to respond to the will of God. And surely, even as you and I are praying and believing God, God is going to knock on that person's door. Uh, the door of the person's heart. God is going to come over and over again uh, and, and give him that day of salvation over and over again for that person to respond. And God will do it. So what must we do? You stay convinced. Saying, God, your word says that the Holy Spirit will convict of sin, righteousness, and judgment. The Holy Spirit will bring conviction, your word says, that you will grant them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So that's what I'm praying, God. If you're praying for a, 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 a child, a, a loved one, a, a son or a daughter, uh, you know, you can definitely use the scriptures saying, God, my children will be taught by the Lord and they will have great peace. God, my children are godly offspring. They're consecrated to you. God, my children are a reward that you have granted to me. And a reward always brings joy and honor. God, you, my children are an inheritance you have given to me. And therefore, they are mine and I dedicate them to you. God, my children are like arrows. They have been aimed and released to fulfill the purposes of God. And my children, God, will bring honor. They will turn the enemies back at the gate. They will overpower their enemies. So this is Psalm 127. And, and, and you're using the, what that psalm has already provided for you to pray that over your children. Or over your family, you're saying, God, I thank you that my house is blessed. Psalm 3, Proverbs 3 and verse 33. And you're praying and saying, God, I thank you that the house of the righteous will stand. That's Proverbs 12, verse 7. And you're believing God. And you stay fully persuaded. You stay fully convinced through time. Because through faith and patience, you inherit the promise. So this is an area where many of us fail. We fail to have patience. We may, you know, after hearing a sermon series like this, you get so all excited. Yeah, I'm going to believe God. And you take the promise of God and you say, God, that's mine. Now you wait for a week. Or you wait for two weeks. And then you say, well, maybe it's not for me. Maybe God's not, it's not God's will for me to have it. Well, if it's in the Bible, it's, if, it's, if it's God has stated it, then it is his will. Time doesn't change his will. His word is, says it's his will. So that's where we don't quit. We stay fully convinced that what God had promised, what God has spoken, he will do it. Faith and patience inherits the promise. You say, how long should I wait until it comes? That's it. I'm settled. I, I'm not changing my position. I believe the word of God and I will as long as it takes faith and patience, we will inherit the promise. Now, that's the kind of positioning in faith we must have. And we say, God said it. I am standing on it. It doesn't matter how much time goes by. I'm believing God. 
Faith and patience inherits the promise. So that's the sixth step, that you and I stand through time. Stay fully persuaded. Stay fully convinced. Don't become double-minded because that man will not receive anything from the Lord. Now, the seventh step, I want us to, we don't see it here in Romans, the fourth chapter, but I want us to go to uh, two passages. We are going to cross-reference two passages uh, uh, concerning Abraham's faith, and all of us will agree uh, to what we said, uh, what we say here as step number seven. The seventh step that we need to add to this list is simply this, that Abraham acted in line with his faith. That means he lived out what he believed. So while we have enumerated all these other things, we also add this step that he acted in line with his faith. We see this in Hebrews the 11th chapter, and we will also look at James chapter 2 to understand this aspect of the step of, of the steps of Abraham's faith, that he acted in line with the word of God, with what he believed. For example, in Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to spend a few moments there. In verse 8, it says, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Now think about that verse. It talks so much about Abraham's obedience. It says, by faith, Abraham obeyed. Obedience is action. Right? He, he, he stepped out. He went out. That means he acted in line with his faith. And in this particular uh, verse, it's talking about him making the journey to the land that God said he was going to give to Abraham. And it says, he went out not knowing where he was going. That means he didn't have a clear idea of how all this was going to work out. He didn't know all the details. He didn't have his Google Maps with him, you know, showing his destination, how, mu how much time, how far, and what all he has to go through. None of that. He just had to journey with God. He moved from the Ur of the Chaldeans, Chaldees up from north. He journeyed down south into the land of Canaan. And, he, you know, you can just imagine, he, you know, he just had to go one day at a time where God is taking him. He just had to follow what God was saying. And he went out not knowing where he was going, but he was acting his faith. What was the result? And I'm skipping a few verses, but it's just amazing to study this. Uh, it says there in verse 12, it says, Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Wow, what a powerful verse. Verse 12 of Hebrews 11. It says, therefore, why? Because he obeyed, because he acted in line with his faith, because he took that step of faith, and he acted, he went out. Therefore, from a man who was as good as dead came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as, sand, as the sand on the seashore. So think about it. Somebody as good as dead gave birth or gave rise to a nation of people. Why? Because he acted his faith. 
This is what acting in faith will do. What seems impossible, as good as dead, something so powerful comes forth. And that's what God can do in your life and in my life. You know, people can write us off as good as dead. People can say, impossible. People can say, nothing good will happen. But from one who was as good as dead came forth a nation because he, by faith, journeyed into what God said was his. Now, why is this so important? James chapter 2 brings out the importance of acting our faith. Now, we are all familiar with this passage in uh, James chapter 2, verses 20 to 26. Basically, verse 20 of James chapter 2 says that faith without works is dead. That means if I don't have corresponding actions to my faith, it is lifeless. It doesn't produce. Or you can put it like this. Faith with actions produces. Faith with corresponding actions is what uh, shows life. It brings forth life. Right? So faith without actions is dead or lifeless or unproductive. But faith with corresponding actions, that is when you act your faith, when you do when you do things aligned to your faith, things are going to begin to happen. I also want to point out something more here in, in verse 22. It says about Abraham, it says, Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. So he's saying faith was actually in operation through what he was doing. So really, when you are acting out, when you're doing something, it's your faith that's at work, is what James 2 and verse 22 says. So your faith is being put to work here. So faith was working together with his works, and by works his faith was made perfect, or through the actions, his faith was brought to a place of completeness. It was brought to a place of maturity. It was brought to a place where it could produce. So faith was not just something he said, I have in my heart. He did have faith in his heart. Faith was not something that he just said, I speak. He did speak. Faith was not just something that changed the way he thought. Yes, he now he changed, did change his way of thinking. He saw the promise of God fulfilled. But faith was also something he did. He acted. And there are many things you can look in the life of Abraham, which were just really expressions of his faith. He stepped out. He acted his faith. But in his, in his acting, faith was at work. And through what he did, through his actions, faith was brought to a place of completeness or a place where it could produce in his life. So action is very important to faith. That means you begin to do things aligned to your faith. So for example, you know, we've been talking about different uh, kinds of examples. So if, if you're in financial need, what do you do? You, you, know, you say, God, I want to come out of debt. You know, like we, this example that we spoke last Sunday about a man who, who has a huge amount of debt. Okay, how can he act his faith? He believes 
that God will make all grace abound toward him. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. That God will make all grace abound toward him. That he always having all sufficiency in all things will abound to every good work. He believes that. Okay. That's good. He believes it. He speaks it. He envisions it. He sees it on this canvas of his imagination. He's seeing himself out of debt and blessed. But he's got to do something. He's got to act. What, how can he act his faith? Some ways. One, he can go for a job. He can be faithful in his job. He says, I'm going to work faithfully. He can honor God with his money. So he says, God, whatever money I have, I know I have a need, but I'm going to honor you. I give my tithe. I give my offerings. He can bless other people, you know, whatever. Yes, he's paying money to clear, clear his debt, but at the same time, he, he gives away. Why? Because he knows God's word says, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. So he's acting on the word. Right? So he's, he's doing the things that he sees in the word of God. And at, what happens? As you act your word, you go to work, you give, you honor God, uh, you bless people, whatever. Even if you can bless somebody with a hundred rupees, it's okay. So God, I mean, it may not be very much. But I'm sowing a seed, and a seed always multiplies. That's the action that's, that's causing, that, that faith is working with his actions. And what happens? Through your action, faith is brought to a place where it is produced. So as he's believing God and he's doing these things, what happens? The power of God goes into work in his life. Maybe he, God opens up a door for a better job where his uh, income has increased. And maybe in that second place, he's promoted very quickly. He gets an increase. Or maybe, you know, God brings a supernatural blessing, a huge bonus, and he's able to clear off many lacks of debt. Whatever. You know, God could do different things in different people's lives. But the point is, you're believing God. You're speaking his word. But you're now acting in line with that word. You're doing something. Faith with the corresponding actions will produce. Faith with actions aligned to that causes faith to go into work and brings faith to a place of maturity, completeness, where it can produce in our lives. So faith is not a passive thing. Faith is an active thing. Faith with action will produce. So that's what we see in Abraham's life. He lived out that faith in God. You know, to the point where when God called him to go and offer up his son Isaac, he went and did it. He believed God. That because God said, through Isaac, your descendants are going to be, he was not afraid to go up to the mountain and offer him up as a sacrifice. He said, even if I have to do it, God will raise this boy up. Because God said, this is the boy. This is my descendant through him through whom the nations are going to come forth, and it cannot be any other way. To that extent, he believed God, and he received a great revelation of God. So, what must we do? Act your faith. You know, if you're believing God, to, for God to touch a loved one in your family, or your son, your daughter, or somebody else, what do you do? You love them. You don't start saying, oh, this person is so bad and useless and not doing good. No. You are praying for them, you're believing God to touch their lives. Of course, it is their decision to believe God. You can't force that on them. But what do you do? You act your faith. That means you're able to love them even before they change. 
you're, you're, you're able to, you know, just surround them with faith and love even before they change and become the good, you know, that wonderful person that you are uh, or, or believing God uh, for them to be. They may be rude to you, but you still love them. They may ignore you, but you still love them. Uh, you, you know, that is your faith acting because, uh, towards them because you believe that God will touch them. And you know what? Through that very action of love, their heart and life are going to be, is going to be impacted. So you don't speak words of, uh, you know, words that put them down. You, you affirm them. You speak words of love. You affirm them. This is your faith in action. And that is going to see God break through into their lives and open their hearts towards God. You know, so in various areas, you know, when you believe God, you act your faith. You know, if you believe God, that he's going to make you a blessing to people. Start being a blessing to at least one other person. You know, you say, oh, God is going to make me a blessing to the nations. That's wonderful. But, hey, start doing something. Bless some, at least one person. Get out there and pray with them. Get out there and serve them. You say, well, God's called me to be a minister of his word to the nations. Wonderful. But at least minister his word to one person. Go do a Bible study with one person. Believe that as you serve one person... God will begin to open the door. But you've got to start acting your faith. You've got to put your faith to work. And through your works, faith will be brought to a place of a completeness where it can begin to produce in your life. So let's recap these seven steps of faith. Now, I'm just repeating once again. These, dozen, uh, these seven steps of faith are, are, doesn't, don't necessarily happen in the same sequence as we have listed them out. It, these are just aspects of our journey of faith as we receive what God has provided. We say that God has already spoken, just like he spoke to Abraham and said, I have made you the father of many nations. But now Abraham journeyed in faith and he became what God had spoken. God has spoken over your life and he said, I have blessed you with every spiritual blessing. I've given to you everything that pertains to life and godliness. I declare, God has said, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. God has said that your needs are provided for according to his riches and glory. God has said, you are like a tree planted by rivers of water. Your leaf will not wither. Whatever you do will prosper. God has spoken concerning every area of your life. Now you and I journey with God to receive what he has provided. What do we do? Number one, we believe God. Number two, against all hope, in hope, we believe. Number three, we do not let the circumstances dictate our faith. Number four, we refuse to waver at the promise of God. Number five, we become stronger in faith as we just praise God. We just praise God, thank God, we bless Him, we thank Him for the answer, and we give Him thanks, we give Him praise. Number six, we stay fully convinced even through time. So that means even things don't change the next day, it's okay. I'm convinced, I'm staying fully convinced through time. And number seven, we act in accordance to our faith. We do whatever we can. It may be small things. But, you know, whatever we can, we act. We put our faith to work. We demonstrate our faith. We live in accordance to our faith. We speak in accordance to our faith. And through our works, faith is perfected. And faith produces. So remember, actions are very important. They cause your faith to produce. And they cause your faith to be perfected. Come to a place of maturity where it can make a difference in your life. So today, having heard these seven steps of faith, 
It's something you and I can journey. We're going to let our worship team lead us in a time of worship. I'm going to come back. I'm going to pray a simple prayer from here. Pray, pray for God to heal. Pray for God to deliver. Pray for God to break bondages off of your life, of your, of your mind and body and uh, uh, other things. Pray for bondages to be broken, for chains to be broken. I pray for God to touch your home, your family, your loved ones. I want you to prepare your heart to come into agreement. And when we agree, God is going to do wonderful things. We will see the works of God take place. So let's just worship God for a few moments. And then we'll come back and join our hearts together and believe God together. Free at last, he has ransomed me. His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Free at last, let's sing that again. Free at last, he has ransomed me. His grace runs deep. While I a slave to sin, Jesus died for me. Yes, he died for me. Ooh, the sun sets free, he is free indeed. I'm a Join our hearts together in prayer. Even as I pray, 
I want you to believe God and expect God to touch your life. There is no distance in the realm of the spirit. It doesn't matter which part of the world you are right now. Even as we pray, God will touch you right where you are. This is spiritual things that we're talking about. There is no distance. There is no time or distance in the realm of the spirit. This very moment, God will touch you. Let's believe God. Father, we thank you that you are the same. The God of the Bible is the God of today. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. All your promises are yes and amen. Your word is truth. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, who has given us authority to heal, to expel demons, uh, to do the works he did, in his name, I speak into every person's life listening right now. I take authority over every work of the devil in the name of Jesus. Take authority over every sickness and disease, every oppression that's tormenting their body and their mind. In the name of Jesus, I command every yoke of the enemy to be destroyed, every spirit of infirmity to leave. Let there be a clearing up of every sickness and disease from their minds and their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus. On the other side, I want you to just pray and say, Lord, I receive my healing. I receive, I receive my healing. I receive healing from whatever condition. You mention it right now. And so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, be healed. Be made whole right now. Lord, we thank you for all kinds of conditions being healed. Skin conditions being healed. Abrasions are on your body that, that have caused bleeding, being healed right now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we also pray uh, problems with the eyes and eye conditions, God. Uh, just cheering up, tears just coming out, uh, you know, flu just coming out. Let that be cleared up in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for your healing. Or healing even in the respiratory system. Uh, whatever problems are there, let it leave now. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we pray also for a complete release from that unbearable pain of arthritis, God. That tormenting, oppressive spirit in the name of Jesus leave. That oppressing pain leave. And let there be complete release in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise, Lord God. We also pray, Father, for your intervention in life situations, God. Father, for those who are trapped in difficult financial situations, send miracles, release miracles, because God, you said in your word, Father, that your people, God, will live in such a way where their cup will overflow, Lord God. So in this, in this situation, cause their cups to overflow, cause debts to be canceled, cause financial debts to be uh, released and uh, taken out of their lives, Father, supernaturally, by your work, by your miracle, Father God. And Lord, we pray that you open up doors of opportunities for people, that those who are waiting, waiting for jobs, for better jobs, for promotions, Lord, let there be a release of better things, better things in their lives. In the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for open doors, for opportunities to open up. Let there be a release of better things coming in, Father. 
the thing, the better things that they're expecting, the better things that they're praying for, the better things that they are desiring. Let those things come into their lives because you said surely goodness and mercy will follow you. So let it be, Father. We thank you. Uh, we praise you, Lord. God, we honor you and we give you thanks. Father, we thank you for watching over your people. Even things that may not have been spoken from this side of the pulpit, God, you're still mindful and you're meeting those needs. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. And as you've prayed with us, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a testimony of what God does in your life as you join us together in prayer. Send us, let us know. It'll encourage our hearts, uh, even as a team, as we serve you and serve the Lord. We're going to close with a benediction. And I want to thank you once again for being with us. You know, go back and listen to this entire sermon series. There's four parts. Listen to it two times, three times, four times, until these things sink into your heart and it becomes your normal way to live life. That you know God's provided it, and this is how you walk. This is how you will receive every time. Because that's, that's in the word. And it will always work. The word of God will never fail us. God's word will never fail us. When we live by the word, we will always succeed. So go back. Let these truths sink into your heart. And share it with others. Encourage others to listen. Tell them, listen to this four-part series. You need to hear it over and over again. Let it become the way you live. The Bible says we walk by faith. That's how we normally live. We live by faith. And these are the steps of faith. This is how faith is exercised. So do that. Be strong. God bless. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with all, each of us always in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, and books, please visit apcw4.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.